the first step would be for everybody to care about other people and not about themselves only. Uh, people should respect each other, and, uh, not dependent with the color, the gender. Uh, we must avoid all these uh, uh, confrontation. You know? The fact that we're all humans is what unites us. So. But I think you start to think of yourself more as a person from the planet. The task of the media is to help society find a common language and communicate. I think friendship and being nice to each other can unite everyone. We want to live in a society that where the people are very conscious, so they make Just conscious decisions. Work for the sake of uh, society, for the sake of love, for the sake of connection. I see that all people want two things: love and it's respect. A compassionate society, a society that understands that your needs are. Validate. What unites us is being in relationship with each other. It's about humanizing the human society. Everybody has to be informed in a, in a proper way. Let's support each other, let's help each other, no matter what another person may have. In a creative society, human life will be of highest value, and the best human qualities will prevail. Greetings, dear friends. How do we see the society where we want to live in? Not all people even try to answer such a question. What is our goal as humanity? But how important to find this goal as society is each one of us. And the Creative Society Project is a unique global project and goal of which is to build the creative society free from consumeristic mindsets by peaceful means. And today, we are very glad to know opinion of our guest. So, my name is Anya, and my co-host is Anna. Greetings. Greetings. Good morning, everyone. So, yes, and you know, as the information stage of building creative society is very crucial in order you know, to inform people of this possibility, that now we have this possibility to live in creative society. So that's why we, are use, uh, we use the rule of six handshakes. And so we invite guests to our live conversation interviews, and they invite their friends. And this how the creative initiative goes on. So let me please introduce our guest today is uh, Miss, uh, Mrs. Sima Shah. She is the principal of Ragnar Batini High School. So good morning, Sima. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for finding time to join this live conversation. And uh, let's you know, start uh, from the beginning. Could you please share with us, why did you choose uh, the sphere of education and what actually inspires you in your work and in life in general? Um, why I selected the field of education is a long story. But let me tell you uh, that it was something, I think, um, which came from within. And I felt that if I have to do something for the society, Education is the best platform because here I will have myriad opportunities to explore and I'll be training the young minds. And I think these are the ones who are going to be the 21st century, uh, you know, citizens. So I had the best of the people in my hand, I thought, and a very raw whom I could mold easily. And that is why I think I went into education. Thank you. 
Yes, thank you so much. It's it's so wonderful that you are doing it really because it's something that inspires you and brings you happiness. Thank you for sharing. And also, as you are meeting so many different people, could you please share, in your opinion, what unites all people in the world, regardless nationality, religion, any affiliations, what we all have in common? Um, can I just do one small exercise with all uh, those who are present here, just a small exercise, which will give an answer to your question, you know. Uh, I want everyone to put their hands on the lap and you may keep your eyes open or closed, but just sit quiet. Since we are running short, we may run short of time. I'll say just keep quiet and silence, observe silence for one minute. Thank you so much. And this is inner reflection. And when you reflect inwardly, you are more compassionate. You are able to see the world in a different light. And then all the differences that we have, the diversities that we experience, especially in a country like India, where we have people from so many different caste, creed, community, and religion, then you don't tolerate them. You accept them as they are. And I think this that binds the world together. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was really very interesting and, you know, like practically yeah, you know, just calm down and understand really so. In, and this in, is what we do before our school starts. All our children come to the classroom and we just observe two minutes silence and they can just be quiet. Just be quiet. There is no need of even remembering God, Lord, Allah, no one, but just reflect inwardly. And that makes a lot of difference. True, true. Thank you so much. And also, you know, like, we are now gathering together to talk about creative society and to hear your vision of creative society because nowadays people all over the world answering those questions so actually you know how we see our future society where every person would would live comfortably would you know feel happily so could you please share also with us so um, right from a mythology and from a religious scriptures of India because I also believe that when we talk of Gita, when we talk of Quran, they don't belong to one religion. They are the scriptures which are written for that particular time for the people to behave and then these are carried out throughout you know. So, or the Bible be. So they all speak of one thing and that is treat the other human being as you want them to treat you. So I think that is what will create this creative society where everyone will get the needed freedom, where everyone will get the much needed voice, where everyone uh, will show transparency in their caring, sharing their attitude and behavior. And I think this is what will develop, grow and make a creative society. Yeah, thank you so as much. As that, I think the thoughts which are given to as you know, if you see over here, right behind me, I have this poster of Buddha. You know, though I am not a Buddhist, I have this in my house for one simple reason. Because Buddha always reminds me of the eightfold path of life. And these eightfold paths are nothing but the eight points that a creative society has mentioned. Which are so very simple, yet so very difficult to follow, you know. 
people don't follow them. They are very simple to understand. You don't need an outsider to tell you what it means. But if you try to put it into practice, oh my God, it is a challenge for us because it is something where we have to come out of our comfort zone and work on it. <laughs> yes, thank you, ma'am, for sharing. But, you know, while listening to you today, I'm understanding it's not that much difficult. And you are giving you are giving you practical examples how easy it is just to listen <laughs> yourself. And then everything is coming into place. So thank you. And as you already mentioned about eight foundations of the Creative Society, I would like to say our viewers that they can find more information about them in the article about foundations and stages for building the Creative Society on Alatra Unite's website. And uh, as we know, uh, Simaji, that you have read this article and you know about these foundations. Could you please share your personal opinion about them and what benefits it can bring for every person when they will be implemented? I think um, they will bring immense benefit if we really look, as I already said, they are like the eightfold paths of Buddha, you know, very simple to understand and difficult to follow. Difficult, why? Because people don't want themselves to do anything. They don't want to be the change makers. They always say, let the others change and not me. And the world will be a beautiful place. But I will say that if we change, change will happen. And that is what your eight points are talking about. The first thing as you all believe in human life is so very important. And this is what I keep on telling my children also. So I will uh, share more from my school perspective and my local community perspective. I always believe that unless, as Gandhiji always said, because I'm a, you know, a hardcore Gandhian, uh, I follow that philosophy. So he always said, don't try to teach the children on an empty stomach or for that reason, anyone. So the first requirement is food. And that is why even in this time of COVID, the first thing that I told my parents and my children, because they come from very, very humble background, that the first thing that we need to do is to see that everyone has a square meal, you know. And then we realized that there are senior citizens around who are staying alone. And now they, are, they have no help to even cook food for them. So our parent brigade came together, started making food and trying to see that it, the food reached their homes, you know. So this is something which is so essential for human life, to sustain human life. That the basic need of having a roof, having a shelter, having proper food and proper health. And that is why uh, taking care of the health is also very important. So in the, at the school level also, we constantly try to have camps for these children because parents never see uh, to this aspect. They always feel what means whenever there is an illness, then we will go to the doctor. So there is nothing like fitness, you know. So now we have started uh, looking at fitness. And I feel that again, Ayurveda speaks a lot about fitness. So for this reason, we have started this indigenous vegetables and food grains, which can be consumed and you can become fit. And for that, you don't need to spend. So that kind of initiatives right now, just last week, we have got, after I spoke to you, you know, after that, I've come across a doctor who is so philanthropic. She has started making some powders, which have got even an ISO mark. And these are very good for the tribal children or children who don't get their proper square meal. So we are now trying to see that this has been distributed to all the 
needy children because human life is something which is so very important the second point that you have uh, your um, creative society speaks about is about freedom so when i say freedom i always think of um rabindranath tagore the famous poet you know where he says fear where the mind is without fear and i think that is so very important rest all the freedom you can get but only when your mind is without fear so we try to work on making our children fearless in their thoughts that don't be scared to express yourself and only when you express in uh, in our indian language we have one um, saying which says puchne mein kya jata hai which means why don't you ask ask and you will get an answer so this asking ability needs to be developed but for that you should make your mind free you know and once the mind is free from clutches of any kind of fear then i think uh, no one can bond you in any kind of bondages so that is one thought which we try to give our children through various activities like when the children enter the class the first thing that the children have to do is that they ask the teachers five questions you know so any child can ask but five questions um, are asked now this question can be as simple as teacher why did you wear this green color today green color sari today it can be as simple as that or they can ask teacher why do you think that covid has occurred it can be as complex as that so we actually don't tell them what kind of a question we don't judge them on those questions but that fearlessness needs to be created so this simple activity which we give them that they have to ask questions talking about transparency uh, you know we allow our children uh, to ask their parents to come to school any time and be in any classroom observe any lesson be there for the assemblies go through the teachers lesson plans and even if they wish they can go through the school accounts you know so that much of transparency and i think if this is built at the school level so when the children are in the outside world they won't be aliens over then they will be able to relate with that society talking about creative ideology now this creative ideology when i say it um, it has a lot of perceptions when we talk of creative ideology here i take it as not only a 21st century skill but an ideology where all human beings we don't treat each other as people of different communities but as one community and that is human being and that is why our uh, ground rules also should be prepared keeping in mind that we are humans and with this if we create a society this society will do wonders then there will be no demarcation this narrow walls will collapse so the creativity begins from there and that is why uh, we try to you know that india and pakistan how at logger heads they are but we have tried to connect our children with the pakistani children and they have shared their thoughts their ideas with each other exchange what delicacies they prepare what festivals they celebrated a uh, celebrate and there the children have come to know that oh my god we are all so same so similar and yet so different you know and at the same time we also did it with the uk schools so when we did it with uk our children were very apprehensive because they always uh, kept these children on the pedestal you know that oh my god they are europeans and uh, they are something out of the world you know especially when these children have not been outside our uh, the 5 kilometer area throughout their lives 
so for them these children who are having such palatial homes and all was something like a wonder but after they converse with them they say oh they are just like us but their color is different that's all you know that was something which i say is so very important and there comes even humanity and mutual respect which all are looking out for and for this we also now have connect we do a lot of collaborative work i think this collaboration helps and collaboration need not be only international collaboration so we have connected with four countries like new zealand malaysia uk and um, nepal so with these countries our children have connected and they constantly have conversation but at the same time because india is such a diverse nation uh, my children have connected with the tribal schools they have connected with uh, the schools from other states they have connected with the north india schools which are so very different because now when they were talking to the north indian school just four days back they said oh my god they are all wrapped in shawls and mufflers and we are wearing this bandanas uh, because it's so hot over here in mumbai and they realize you know and then that understanding happens you know that um, belongingness the sense of belongingness that sense of oneness that with all this diversity we are one we are together and we are all indians when they came together so i think even uh, now when we see that there is so much of polarization happening in the country with this polarization when such kind of small initiatives are taken when children get a chance to talk to one another have different perceptions and then i think uh, this helps and to build this we did some small activities which do with the children and that is we give them a list of facts and opinions you know we we make statements for example i asked them so i am a muslim so uh, that's why i put across a question there is a question now for you children do uh, all muslims eat biryani so is it a fact or an opinion and they said it's a fact ma'am it's a fact i said but i am a muslim and i don't eat biryani or non veg you know so i don't eat non vegetarian i am a, i have by um, by choice i have selected not to be a non vegetarian but this very thought and then they say all muslims are um, violent people so they said yes yes ma'am i said why do you think so then uh, this is because aurangzeb was violent person you know and then i said then do you think that i am violent no miss you are a, uh, you know uh, you are uh, what uh, they use a very different word. you are different i said yeah but there are people who are different so let us not make a generalization and here we could show them what is the difference between specification and generalization you know so that was something uh, that children need to be constantly shown that before making generalizations let us look at it from different angles when we talk about developing their personality i always say uh, do we give some cash for children when they leave the school and go and they go to high school or maybe to college do you all ever give cash i ask my other fellow teachers you know from other schools and they say oh what rubbish how can we give them money we can't give them money it is just not done i said yes but i do give them when they are leaving the school said, oh my god see you are making them fall into a bad habit and i said oh no i give them where it is my kash cash pays for knowledge for the cognitive development my a is for the attitude my s is for the, the skills that they need to be in the outside world and h is the most important which is for habits that they need to have so that they can live with communicate with proper communication and collaboration in the outside 
you know so this is my cash and that is what i give and not hard for money uh, no plastic money for them yeah but when you send your children out with this kind of cash i think then children will be able to survive in any kind of world talking of justice and equality today we see so much in of inequality everywhere around you know and this inequality has to be ebbed i don't know whether it can be totally erased but at least we can contribute by giving children the right perception and for that we have started working on peace project you know why the peace project because it is peace that leads to happiness and justice peace comes only when we are able to do justice so for this we have designed small small activities um we have reached about 50 and we are going to bring out a book through our school which is called as 100 steps towards peace and here we are not um, uh, saying that we are we have designed all that is it might be a compilation because we are learning from everyone so our teachers are a part of the korea peace convention the indian peace convention we underwent a three year peace program and then we are introducing it to our classrooms so uh, activity as simple as uh, you know looking at some inanimate object now for example my chair so i will just show you this activity i finish this talk with you all and i get up and i talk to the chair and i say dear chair thank you so much for bearing my weight for this half an hour you know even when we are compassionate towards the inanimate things inanimate things it makes a difference it is as simple as that one day of quiet we have in school when there is no talking at all if the teacher has to give some instructions there are flash cards and boards and if the children have to say something there are emojis and flash cards for them too so it is always a no talking period you know when the children enter the schools also it's in silence and when they leave also it's in silence and i think that is what also polishes and hones their skills their personality to hone their skills of communication and collaboration we connect them with and for equality see all this is i think they go hand in hand you cannot compartmentalize them so when we call people we have open forums every week every saturday so what we do is on this open forums we don't call ministers and educators and all no we may call a barber a carpenter a layman a vendor a bhajiwala what you call a vegetable vendor um goldsmith who are having small dingy shops or maybe walking on the road and selling their wares we pick them up and we bring them to the classes and then they give their talks and that is what makes the children and that i think really leads to equality and here even we call women women who are homemakers they come and they share their daily routine and we make the children realize see this is the lady of the house who is struggling without getting a single penny as a um, what you say salary and yet she is slogging for her house so we need to respect her and i think that makes a difference and that is where i think the seeds of justice and equality are sown and finally a self governing society to create a self governing society we give children every opportunity so when there are workbooks to be selected we just spread out the workbooks and 8 9 10 standard students are asked to select what you want for yourself this is your choice whatever you want to select you can select and that is what we will teach and actually we don't teach we just facilitate so we pair the children there are flipped classrooms and we ask the children learn on your own and only if you are not able to. 
and now in this pandemic uh, the google uh, teacher has become so smart so we tell them okay you have google also to help you out you have your library also to help you out and i think that is something which really gives the children a confidence that we can so we conduct leadership program throughout which uh, focuses mainly on attitudes the attitude of kindness compassion non corruption trust and integrity so these are the few things on which we conduct our leadership program i think time management people management all follows later but if you have these five in your hand then children can become uh, you know really self governing children and take the society that's all i have Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for such explanation and for practical examples. Because it's so important when we see that it's not something uh, I don't know distance. It's not something we need to make tomorrow or reach somewhere. It's something which people are already doing and already building such relationships. And we wanted to ask some questions about importance of relationships, about importance of communication. But you so nicely opened all of them through these eight foundations because it's really very yeah. practical because. It's really part of our life. So thank you so much for these wonderful examples. And also, I would like to ask such a question: that in current society, in our consumer format, the life of human is underestimated. And there are many people who think, "What I can do? I'm not a society," and so on. But in your opinion, what conditions should be done? What conditions should be created that every person understand value of their own life? and when they understand well your phone life they will value the life of every human so in your opinion what can be done for that this is a wonderful question i should say because this is what i always say that every life matters and the loss of one life also should cause immense pain you know but unfortunately many times we see that there is a very callous attitude and taken for granted attitude towards human life you know and this needs to be curbed at our level what we have done is that we have connected our children with the society around so we have connected with the community and through this community initiative what we have connected them we take up projects which are going to help the community and that's how children realize so initially they would say but ma'am we don't have anything to do with it for example when there was uh, this um, there was a pavement near our school which uh, was crowded with vendors and senior citizens couldn't walk this happened about 8 10 years back and i told the children children we need to take certain steps so the children said ma'am but it is in an other area it is not in our area you know i said but see senior citizens are falling let us work towards it and then we designed a program called space walk and space walk we were oh my god we are going to be astronauts but then they realized making space to walk for the seniors and we worked on it for 6 months and the space, the um, footpath was cleared for the uh, senior citizens and they were very happy and the senior citizens came back to school and thanked our children and that is where our children realized oh my god they had done such a wonderful job it was such a small thing where they were just spending one hour a week you know talking to those people conducting meetings writing letters and all but it had given such rich dividends and then this feeling that i need to do something for someone because each one is important started then when um, uh, malaria was rampant about 5 6 years back 
And we said, yeah, what children need to do is that uh, children need to wash their hands in order to stop this pandemic and to, you know, not allow stagnant water to create. Again, these children said, okay, now they had got a little recipient about this. So now they, uh, they said, okay, will we be able to do it? So I said, yeah, we will take help of some doctors. And we went and did this project in all the slum areas where many of my children also stay. Then we um, educated them about using mosquito nets. We spoke about using, you know, the mixture of chlorine and all those things which can be put. And we also distributed some kind of medicines which we had got. And uh, this project became so famous uh, that uh, it was the education department took note of it. And not only the education department, but the entire country because uh, in the DFC and at the National Science Congress, these children were awarded. And this award became an incentive for them. And not only an incentive, but they realized, yeah, human life is important and we need to work for it. So the baseline was something that they really realized, you know. And that is what something that I think was so important for us. And now every year they come forward. So right now they are teaching our parents who are illiterate to speak in English. There is a group of students who is trying to train the younger children who are not able to have online teaching, you know, they don't have devices. So some of our uh, high school children are going and teaching them. So these are the initiatives because they know that everyone is important. And we just can't say, oh, just 10 children are missing and they are offline and they are deprived. No, each one is important. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely true. So really, each of us is important. And let's, you know, collaborate, you know, working together as today, you know, name our live conversation and really, you know, like help those who are in need and like distribute this or so everything that everyone will be then comfortable and will have the accessible to everything, to education as well. So now, Zimmer, we would like to ask you, how do you feel, how it's necessary, you know, to change the format of our society now? from the consumer form and not to the creative form. Okay. How your creative society needs to change? No, no. How do you feel how it's necessary? How it's important nowadays, you know, to change the format of our society? Yeah, the format of the society, um, if you say from education point of view, a lot of change is needed because uh, today education is available at the tip of your fingers, you know, you one press and the child is going to get all the required knowledge. Skills can be honed and you can gather them from the society itself. But attitude is something which we need to give. And that is all that teachers need to do. Teachers need to cultivate this attitude. But learning per se, I think, should happen by the children themselves. Today, we should all be in the self-learning mood, including us. If the society needs to change, children, local people, I think uh, politicians, economists, everyone needs to self-learn. And especially children, why I say is because whatever we teach the children today is going to become obsolete tomorrow. So when the children are out of school, they will be aliens in the society that they will be living. We don't want them to be aliens. We want them to be aligned with the society. And for that reason, we need to teach our children not what to learn, but how to learn. And it is not only for the children. It is for the entire society to look at it in this way. That let us see how we can 
let us ask the question how let us become more creative more innovative more compassionate and as we talk about the six c's you know it is communication collaboration creativity compassion confidence all those things will follow you know for that all that we need to do is let us keep the doors of our when i say it is three h the head the heart and the hands so let our hands also work let our heads also work but they all should not be ruled by our heads our hands should not be ruled by our heads not the head by the hand it should be ruled by the heart because it is you know uh, science also has proved and our ancient scriptures also say that anything any decision that you have to take the first call comes from the heart the connection is from the heart to the head and not from the head to the heart if you see our nervous system also the nerve goes from the heart to the head and not from the head to the heart and that is what is so important making our children realize think with your heart and you will never be wrong and uh, that's what uh, shakespeare has said you know to thine own self be true and then thou canst then be false to any man and i think that is so very Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. thank you for sharing. It's really important, and again, I'm understanding how simple is it for every person to start with. So, uh, Simaji, as you have so many wonderful practical examples, could you please say what you think every person can do already today to change our society to the creative one? What everyone can do already now? Again, here I will say I am a Gandhian follower. so i will say gandhi ji had told a very simple method again i say that this is a little bit difficult to follow for people but it was very simple what he said that don't bother about you know what i can do for the world don't worry too much what i can give what i can do but if you bother about your own self your local area your local self your own house and your surrounding the rest will take care if each one things like that that i want to beautify my home my people my surrounding i want to care for my home my people my surrounding i want to work for my home my people my surrounding i want to bring about a change in myself my people my surrounding that little surrounding and if each one does that we are going to have a creative society with all those eight norms of buddha i say definitely you. of course So everything you know, like creative society, depends on each of us. And you just, you know, you you proved that it's really, you know, like all start with us. It's you know, like and also, you know, it's impossible that creative society would be built by one person, right, or one one by one organization. It's also impossible. It just we can add one created. Can yeah. I add one thing? I will just say that let us do small things with lots of love. The things. small measures but lots of love and i think love is the only emotion in the world which can change this world so if the if we are all looking at creating creative society let us all have immense boundless love in our heart because love can do wonders and if love cannot nothing can definitely thank you so much and you know also since we are using the theory of six handshakes that this you know creative initiatives goes on so let me please ask you uh, whom you would like to invite to our next conversation and to hear his or her vision of creative society <laughs> thank you so much for this because 
I know of a wonderful person who is working on the same line. She was a principal of a school. She's now retired and she has retired herself, you know, and working just to spread happiness, gratitude and compassion. And she is the one who gave me this thought that yes, love with gratitude and then see the world changing. So she is none other than Miss Rekha Sahani. And I will definitely share her information with you. And she is a wonderful speaker, uh, a trainer, and she trains people on attitude building and creating a just, equitable and wonderful world for each one of us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Super. Thank you. So really looking forward to hear her vision of Creative Society. Thank you. And uh, yeah. so I think, you know, today's conversation was really brilliant, you know, and really enriched and, you know, understand that if we put it the essence, you know, the, the best human values, simple human values, so then really, you know, the society will be a full of justice, equality, and really in this kind of society, everyone would feel comfortable, definitely. Because, you know, these values about which we are talking today, about this eight foundation, and also, uh, Simaji, you share so many beautiful, practical things, how we could, you know, implement and use them in our daily life, not only in school, but only in our daily life at home. Because, you know, this essence, these values, these human values makes us being human beings, really human beings. So that is important for all of us, for all societies. So thank you so much. And also would like to ask our viewers, so if you would like to join the project Creative Society and to participate in this project, so please visit our website, alatreunites.com. And here you see on the screen, you see the red button, join us. You can press this red button. There you can find their um, like view option, how you could participate in Creative Society project. So welcome everyone, because this project is for all humanity. This is the project, it's not the simple project. It's the possibility for all of us, because it's initiated by people, to all of us to make this normal human society in which everyone would be you know, happy to live and comfortable to live, where we really forget about what is wars and violence and conflicts, where we really would see this, you know, like very human life is the highest value. So I think, you know, this notion could change everything. So, and also we are talking today about this. So uh, Simaji, thank you so much for today's conversation. Maybe you would like something to add or, or to wish to our viewers. So please. Sorry, I didn't get you, sorry. Uh, maybe you have something to wish to our viewers or something to add. Um. I think I have said everything, but yes, I think that um, if we uh, look at things that there is nothing, no one who is born bad, you know, there's nothing bad in this world. But uh, I think the experiences that a person gets in his life makes him good or bad. So uh, the person who is on the other side always needs to look at the experiences that that person has gone through. Uh, maybe perhaps one day we go to our office and then we say, I we behaved so badly. So we always expect, oh, the other one should know that today I had a bad day. I got up from the wrong side of the bed, perhaps. So, you know, this kind of an understanding others is so very important. So let us try to understand each other more compassionately, more lovingly. And then I think 
it will be a happy place for everybody definitely thank you so much so i think it's a great you know final words for today's conversation so thank you who was watching us today so see you next time goodbye to all thank you so much